Welcome to Badger Tough Inside the Circle. I'm your host, as always, Craig Picorni. This year, varsity assistant coach officially and girls coach. And here with Hall of Fame head coach, Alan Picorni. As always, we're going to recap the week that was and the week to come here in Bennington Wrestling World. So, um, if you ever have any questions or want to reach out to us, just find the Twitter, the Badger Tough Wrestling Twitter, and you can uh, get a hold of us there and ask questions if you want. Um, I guess we'll just dive back in. This is a kind of preseason slash week one. It's been a while since we last talked Bennington Wrestling here. Um, and a lot's happened since. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot has happened. Um, let's see here. General recap. I guess starting off first week, we had everyone for nine practices and then all of a sudden we had half the team for some practices. So I don't know if you want to touch on that a bit. What was going on there? Well, it was, uh, uh, since, uh, the school went into red, basically giving the teachers a little bit of a break and also the cleaning crew time to do some deep cleaning in the school. Um, you know they they limited all sports to uh, only varsity members only and and uh, uh, you know it's kind of difficult to take 14 guys only when you don't know who uh, is the varsity yet and and uh, they were understanding with that and let us uh, uh, pick about uh, 20 or so athletes that we thought we had a good chance so um, that's what we did and basically the guys had some experience and. Um, you know, and that, that's real tough because, uh, you know, those kids that need it the most as far as the time to, to learn and develop, um, you know, they're not there, the, the new kids and the freshmen. And, um, you know, it's uh, they're just starting to pick up on these things. So now, you know, generally in the past, they're kind of staying along with us a little bit. They're uh, barely treading water at this point, but they're following along. But now we take a week off and they're going to be way behind so just things we need to figure out how to how to manage and, and get them caught up but uh, uh, we got to move forward and keep going and and keep preparing our team uh, you know both the varsity level and also the uh, all the other kids their development so that uh, uh, you know they're they'll have success too down the road yeah, and one thing we talked about leading into this the past week and implemented is uh you put together a workout for the wrestlers who aren't going to be there and then we recorded the uh the technique demonstrations and put it up on huddle so everybody that wasn't at practice should have still been working out and at reviewing the technique maybe if they had a sibling or a parent they wanted to roll around with to to work on it but everybody should have at least seen the technique yeah and ideally if everybody did that uh we'll be okay there'll still be little details that uh, they'll be behind on but uh that's something we'll catch up on and so uh we're trying to do our best with the situation we have um we could also consider that we're uh, are lucky to have practices because uh, going into the red normally would mean no practices at all so even limited practices uh, in a way is is we should be thankful for and and uh um, just have to deal with situation we're, we're given yep at least we're we're wrestling um so diving into the week to come um kind of almost like a back to normal right after school practices at normal times 
normal workouts, not two a days, not half team practices. So that's nice. I don't know if there's anything else on this practice or general schedule stuff you want to touch on or no, it'll be the normal schedule. Like you said, and uh, there may be some adjustments we make within practice to, to make sure that everybody is on the same page. You know, the guys who had missed and, and also guys have been moving forward. Uh, so that might be some adjustments there, but otherwise normal. Um, I guess there is one difference that we we'll probably talk about as we get going here is normally we've had the wrestle off started by now and, uh, and, uh, uh, working towards Tuesday's, uh, black and blue duel, having that as the finals, uh, you know, because of the kids being gone that we haven't even started and, and, uh, but, uh, we'll, we'll discuss that more in detail when we get to the, the wrestle off procedures and everything else. All right. So I guess rolling into the competitions this week, as always starting off with that black and blue duel, it's going to be a little bit different this year. Some stuff, the same, some stuff different. Um, unfortunately we have to have limited fans there. Um, yeah, I believe so. I'd have to confirm that. Um, and, and when I do, I'll make sure we send out an email, um, you know, it, it may be two fans uh, from the same household per athlete. That's my guess uh, based off of the current uh, uh, expectations for our fans in, in wrestling at this point. Um, I'm assuming that's what it's going to be. Uh, but I'll, I'll check with the administration, uh, you know, because I, I don't have any involvement with those discussions. It's uh, all discussed higher level than I, than me and, and uh, based off DHMs and capacities and all that, and that's where our Bainton invite, uh, you know, comes into play later on. But uh, uh, as far as duels, from what I understand, we can have two per athlete, um, and uh, and most likely that's the same for the black and blue duel, considering that the same. Uh, you know, and when we say two per athlete, we're going to have some JVs wrestling too, so it's not just going to be uh you know the, the 14 varsity uh when we get to the duels later on it'll be it won't be just a 14 varsity but there's gonna be also some jv parents too and and uh so uh we'll go with that but that's what i'm expecting there um as far as how uh, you know i'm sure we'll have a lot of questions from new parents we got a lot of new kids this year uh you know we had the most we've ever had in our uh history as far as uh wrestlers on the team uh and also the the first two girls in history on our team um you know so we're excited about that too and something we can touch on later uh, but as far as black and blue since there's gonna be a lot of questions this could probably be a lot easier explaining here than it is through email and and also with the differences uh basically what we do with that is um in the past, it was our final wrestle-offs. Like I said, we 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 built up to it. We 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 try to have the wrestle-offs to determine our depth chart. So we kind of start with the we we set up kind of like a tournament in a way. Um, I mean, there's actually been sometimes we've had eight-man bracket tournaments, and uh, we ran with, and the the winner was the the varsity guy, and it's somewhat similar in a way. Um, we what we do is is uh well i'll get to the rest also i guess later but as far as the black and blue duel maybe i should stay focused on that um 
it, since it's not part of our final wrestle, uh, it is not the final wrestle offs. It will be part of our wrestle off. So, so we'll start those tomorrow uh, in practice. Uh, have a few matches there, working through some of the uh, inexperienced guys, trying to determine the, our depth uh, chart at the lower levels and 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 building up. And uh, I'm guessing it'll take us through most of the week with how many we have and. The goal is to have that done by, by Thursday. So it is part of the wrestle-offs. Um, we will separate into two teams. And what, what I do is uh, we'll pick matches. Uh, you know, So we'll match up wrestler A against wrestler B and on down the line. Uh, we give everybody at least one match. Um, and... Uh, uh, once in a while, there might be two matches if we need. Just need to to, to give somebody uh, to make out number numbers work. Because sometimes you might have somebody not have a match. So uh, in order to do that, we might set up two and and we work it in. So if if it is a, a wrestle off type of a match, those are always first, so that uh, uh, you know it's 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 fair to everybody. Um, but the goal is to give everybody one match. Uh, once we set up the matches. Uh, I have the assistant coaches. It's kind of a little bit of a fun thing where they, they start drafting kids uh, based off those matches that are on their team. Uh, so we split into two different teams, and then one's the black team, one's the blue team based off our singlets. Uh, and uh, so though it's then we create just a regular duel. Um, and it's a full dress rehearsal type of duel. We're, we're expecting... Um, kids to make a weight, not necessarily their scratch weight, uh, but uh, uh, a weight plus 3%. Uh, that should be pretty easy for everybody, but we, we expect them to be getting close by now, uh, getting down there. Um, there may be a couple that uh, with Thanksgiving that might uh, have a little extra work to do in the next day or two, but uh, we give them... Uh, obviously, we have Monday practice and, and Tuesday practice. We'll practice that day, usually up to about 5 o'clock. Then we do our weigh-ins, and then we give them, we release them until um, 6, so they don't have a whole lot of time, but um, but uh, then they come at 6 to set up. So full dress rehearsal as far as we got the weigh-ins, unofficial weigh-ins. Uh, then we have... Uh, we have them make sure that they have their headgear. They have to have their mouth guards if that's if they have dental work. Um, they have to. And we don't have to worry about hair this year. That's a new rule this year. There's no. Uh, I guess it wouldn't be necessarily a new rule, but an elimination of a rule. There is no rules. hair rule anymore. <laughs> hair is free and whatever it can be. Um, I mean, the only limits on that is you can't have any, any ties or clips that are. That are hard or sharp in them. That's that's really about it for rules on hair. Um, so, uh, but we're expecting them to be in, in full wrestling gear, shoes, laces secured, um, and uh, we go through all the protocols as far as uh, checking in, handshaking, everything else that needs to be done. Uh, so that, and part of this is not only to get kids the determined wrestle loss, but it's also the, for our guys to kind of understand the procedures, especially the newer guys, um, you know, because it's not like uh, the club wrestling where you just run out there and wrestle. Uh, you know, you, you got to check in. You got to 
go out there and shake hands and, and all kinds of things. But we'll go through all that with them. Um, you know, also so that they have their headgear. And, and, and some kids may have not used headgear in the past through club wrestling or, or newer kids who've never wrestled, you know, got to get used to it and, and put it on. And, and so everybody's got to get used to the what we're doing and, and how it's going to work. So when next time they go there'll be a live situation there'll be competition and they'll be ready and at least uh, been through what we're done and sh and should understand what what's expected when they go out there um so uh let's see one I thing to, i guess also mentioned kind of back going back a little bit to the the limited fans throughout not just this uh this week but probably throughout the season is um We've always streamed our home stuff, uh, our home events. Uh, the school has done a great job of streaming a bunch of the fall sports, um, you know, to help compensate for the fans in the stand. Not not having fans in the stands, but we'll still stream it like we have been. Um, we'll do it. We'll still have the links via Bennington TV that that site renewed up. So. Um, you know, eventually that site might get taken over by the school, but right now it's still, uh, I guess, under my banner. So we'll put our streams under there. That way you don't have to go find the new link every time, every week. You can just go to Bennington.tv, and uh, the streams for whatever we're at will will show up on there. So we'll do that for the Black and Blue Duel. We'll do that for the Bennington Invite. You'll, have, you'll get scoreboards and stuff on all that. We'll see what happens with Away stuff. I know a lot of events... A lot of schools are doing picked up the streaming that hadn't before, so there's a de pretty decent chance that when we're away, uh, the t we'll have a link for teams to to go look on, and maybe we'll even be able to put the link on that site to help make it easy for everybody. But anybody who can't make it, we'll have a streaming for everybody. So I wanted to touch on that real quick before I forgot. Anything else about the duel or wrestle off? Uh, not as far as the duel. Uh, I think that covers everything there. Rust loss, we touched some on that, um, and uh, kind of go over that more in detail, I suppose, uh, how we do it. Um, like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll determine this week what everybody's eligible for, for this weekend. That means if someone can go down another weight class in another week or two, uh, that's not what they're able to wrestle off for. They got to wrestle off for what they're eligible um so we depends on how many are in their weight class we we set it up uh with the the top guy uh anybody that wrestled in the district tournament last year's returning varsity guy so all the guys wrestled at districts last year uh, they return as a varsity guy they they're got a basically a, a bye to the finals they, they don't wrestle to the finals everybody else has to uh, figure out who's a number one challenger through a little tournament and, and then once they get to that point um, You know, then they wrestle off uh, the varsity guy now if there's two returning varsity guys in the same weight class, which is possible You know the first Tournament of the year and it's never possible any other time even if a guy changes weight class He becomes a challenger not a returning varsity guy at that weight, but uh, he if there's two guys then it's like a semifinals type of thing where we have uh, the other guys work up to who wrestles these last two guys. They get beat by them. Then it, then it goes into uh, two varsity guys. If there is two varsity guys, 
finish or if they unless they get beat out by some a challenger but if there's two varsity guys left at the end then it's automatic two out of three no matter what uh the winner of two out of three um as far as uh, the others if there's only one varsity guy um the winning challenger uh they have to uh, beat the varsity guy the first match to send it to two out of three otherwise the varsity guy wins first match right away it's, it's over uh, they when they keep their spot and that's how we go throughout the season well uh, we create the depth chart and you can only challenge the person ahead of you uh, so if you're fourth in the line you can't challenge varsity guy you got to challenge number three then you got to beat them beat number two and then you go for the top guy uh, so only the second place guy can only challenge the varsity guy and if, if we have challenge matches later on then uh, it, it, they have to beat the varsity guy once, make it two out of three, uh, and, and we give that a slight advantage to the varsity guy because, um, you know, there's in, in wrestling anybody can get lucky with a, a swinging headlock and and you know and catch somebody and pin them and and uh, all of a sudden they earn the spot. Well, you know, you, you hate to give someone luck to do it. Um, you know, so we make them beat him twice. Uh, you know, once that person earned a spot. Um, now, if there's a weight class, there's no returning varsity, uh, then it's just a regular tournament. The winner takes all. It's not two out of three at the end. It's uh, winner takes all, takes that, earns that spot, and then uh, uh, they're the varsity guy from then on, and the challengers have to beat him two out of three. So that's kind of how our procedures work. Um, and one thing I think to touch on with that is that's for the varsity spot, but that mainly is for tournaments. For duels, we may do some shifting in the lineup that we can do that you know to potentially affect the outcome of duels, make it better matchups in favor of us to win the duel that um, may not have the same guy in the spot. We may bump guys up and fill in that sort of thing. Yeah, that's that's in my notes here to touch on here shortly but i think you covered most of it uh and i guess going on on the on the procedures uh once we determine this this week uh, our varsity lineup uh just so you know how it works is uh it's not for the whole season uh that's just for the next two weeks uh and then in two weeks then you can challenge some uh and that would be before the fr fracas um that week sometime we would have challenge matches is what we call them uh where you can challenge a person in front of you to work up um and that's actually going to start becoming important for this year especially in, even in jv because um you know there's going to be a lot of changes going on as far as tournament capacities and things like that and even participants uh, for example the fort calhoun jv invite usually we take everybody else that's not varsity so we'd be taking um, close to 30 kids this year, probably in the uh, uh, mid to upper 20s if everybody's healthy. Um, but we can't this year. They already sent out an email that we can only bring one per weight class. Um, and if we go over the limit, or if they go over their limit, then they're going to uh, make adjustments uh, to the tournament where we have, may have to, each team might have to drop a wrestler or something like that uh, to, to get to the 112 because the maximum the NSA is allowing in, in a tournament is 112 
Um, and that's something to come up in our Bainton invite here too when we start talking about that. But um, so uh, the challenge matches uh, every two weeks. Um, we do them and you, and you work your way up to the top guy. Uh, and you don't have to challenge if you don't want to, you know, but we do encourage those guys to continue to challenge the person ahead of them uh, to push them and make them better. Um, if someone chooses not to challenge, uh, and we feel that they should, we'll encourage them. Uh, but the reason why we don't force wrestle offs every week because it could take a long time to get it done. Plus, uh, sometimes you might have a first year wrestler going against, you know, a state champion, and you know, and in all reality, it, why have that wrestle off each week or every two weeks? Um, so that's why we do challenges, and 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 we just. We start off by saying anybody want to challenge, you know, uh, this week, and, and we write those down, and then we start having the challenge matches. But that happens about every two weeks. Um, the next one would be for the fracas. The one after that, it's actually during our break. It's really only so that is really only one week that they they wrestle off for. But uh, then we come back, uh, and then it's every two weeks. The last challenge match is. Uh, uh, just before the EMC tournament, so that way they have the EMC tournament, and you know, and then they have districts and state. We don't do challenge matches after the EMC tournament because a couple of reasons: we're supposed to have our rosters in uh, by that weekend anyway uh, to the districts, and the other reason is, uh, you know, hopefully by that time of the year we have things settled, and if there's any close matches, you know, it could go back and forth no matter what, but. But uh, we want them to have at least one week of consistency. Hey, they wrestle varsity. You got the feel of it, that level. And now they go into districts. Um, there are a few little times that might tweak that. Uh, may change when we have a wrestle-off. For example, guys on, on descent plans. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, they may not be eligible this week for weight, but next week they might. Well, so uh, if they are at... at as soon as they become eligible for the next weight class down, we allow them to challenge just because that's the first time they're allowed to. Um, that shouldn't happen too often. Uh, pretty rare that it ha I think it'll happen because I think most of our guys are in pretty good shape. The weights they're going to be at, there may be one or two that might uh, be going down that would cause a challenge. And another thing, someone coming off of an injury, um, you know, it just depends on the situation. Uh, you know, let's say a varsity guy is injured, uh, and so he can't wrestle a challenge match, uh, and he can't wrestle the varsity tournament that weekend, but he's back the next week. Well, we don't give it to the JV guy automatically just because he wrestled because he was available. But it's also got to be fair to that second string guy to have the challenge for the varsity spot. So as soon as that guy comes back, then he'll be able to, to challenge, um, you know, and, and uh, be able to go forward then. But anyhow, I know it sounds went through a lot there. Sounds confusing, but we've been doing this for years and got it down to what a science and know what we're doing. And and I, I think it's as fair as possible to everyone, and also um, you know helps us determine our best team. And and like you mentioned. Uh, Again, this is only for tournament competition. Dual competition 
the challenge matches do not apply. Um, they do a pretty good job of it, it does determining help us, relatively what it's going right, to be Right. Like. It helps us separate or decide who we're going to put out there. But, uh, uh, you know, the duels are, are team-oriented. Um, we're trying to win a duel. Sometimes we get kids that have better matchups with others, um, you know, that we think can maximize our points better. Sometimes we think we can move a guy up and, and put in somebody else to help our team be better. Um, you know, there's all kinds of strategies go involved in, in there. Um, you know, and also uh, sometimes the other team moves guys around and it causes us to move people around. And uh, it's like a chess match. And, and so, um, you know, it, I would say 90% of the time at least or more, we do go with the who, or who won the wrestle off as far as in the duel. But uh, that 5 to 10% of the time that, yeah, that there's a possibility we may make some changes. And, and uh, you know, we let the kids know. And we try letting them know as much in advance as possible too. Um, I mean, not too far. But anyhow, when we get into the season and start talking duels, we'll, we could probably talk about some of that strategy more than but um but that's kind of it for wrestle offs and this you think i missed anything here no i'm sure the the strategy talk will come up in some duel and we implement some shift shift or strategy change um as far as duels i guess we had some we have some schedule changes this year um not quite well yeah i almost said not quite as much as we planned on but some changes didn't happen or went back, and then some more changes happened. Um, this first week with the schedule change is uh, uh, we do not have a duel this year on the first day of competition, that first Thursday like we used to. Um, we've done that on purpose um, to help strengthen our team for the the state duel championships and the wild card points and all that involved. Unfortunately, the state dual tournament is canceled in order to have the sub districts to even have an individual state tournament but that's why there's no dual this first thursday of the year like we used to and that'll probably be going forward i don't know if you want to touch on that a bit why we made that change yeah in the past when we didn't have uh, the state dual where all your points are based off to, to qualify for state duels everything is based off of duels throughout the year you don't have a district tournament that to win and qualify so it's like a wild card position in in all sports and so every duel counts and if you lose a duel that you should win that could be the difference in you going to state duels or not um you know so so we got to be prepared to, to go with that and, and uh, you know i have a lot of confidence in our, our football program and, and uh, that they're going to do well and not only this year but uh, uh you know in the future that i felt that the way the points for state duels are determined as far as qualifiers. Um, it's better to push back any duel till after Boys Town if possible. Um, you know, if I do stick one in earlier than that, sometime it might be against a lower level team that our JV could beat. But but that's not the the schedule we want. We want strong teams and and everything. And this year we had opened up with with Beatrice if we would have done that. In fact, there's a little bit of going back and forth on whether we were going to have that duel on that weekend or not. And I didn't, you know, I wanted to move it and they didn't. And, and it came down to, sorry, we can't do it unless we go on this date, which I think is the 22nd or something like that. 
we couldn't do it unless we moved and they finally agreed okay they're going to move it mm-hmm. so but that the reason is you hate to see because what would have happened if we'd have been the state finals in football um which is very possible and could happen next year and you know and, and, but uh, uh we would just be starting half our team tomorrow um or monday depends on when you listen to this thing uh, so half our team would not be in shape or ready to compete on on Thursday. Uh, you know, if they were competing, we'd be extremely out of shape. And and uh, you know, and and if they're a tough team, and, and Beatrice is is, is going to be one of the top teams in Class B this year. Um, you know, if later we we start talking about rankings, um, you'll see why. But uh, um, we just don't want to go out and get beat. And and when we should win and i felt that we have a good enough dual team uh, to win state duels um but anyhow all that's mute now that uh, there are no state duels uh for this year uh but next year the state duels are expected to come back as long as this pandemic's under control by then uh and so uh uh we'll be back to normal schedule next year and, and again that's not we're not going to have something on this first week unless our qualifying procedures change for state duels. Um, so as far as schedule changes, uh, you know, we could talk about that, but things can change even as we go. We, uh, there's, there are some differences like the fracas went to a one day tournament for this year. Um, boys towns, a one day tournament. boys towns, a one day, but that was going to be one day. Anyhow, mm-hmm. although we were looking at getting into another tournament that we, that uh, we were told that we would have been accepted, but uh, uh, they they end up canceling it. So one over in Council Bluffs, it's a uh, you know big tournament, two day tournament, and teams come from I think seven or eight different states. And because of the traveling and all the different states they come from, they actually canceled that tournament entirely. Uh, and and we were lucky enough not to, that Boys Town was able to get us back into their tournament. Uh, we were kind of on the edge on that and. Uh, so we still have a tournament there. Um, most of the duels have stayed the same. Uh, it's not done yet, but very close. Uh, we might be, we should be picking up a duel with Millard South and possibly another team in a triangular the, the Friday before the fracas. Um, that's a, just a one year add on because of, Schedule changes and everything. We're losing competition like the Fracas is one day. Well, we lost, you know, those duels. We usually had uh, three or four duels on that Friday. Well, uh, this way we can pick up a couple uh, competitions. And we also added the Skylar invite um, in January. That would have happened no matter what, whether the pandemic or not. That was added onto our schedule. And that's because our EMC... Uh, Tournaments have changed. The dual tournament went to one day uh, because of the uh, Nebraska City and Plasmouth dropping out of our conference. Um, you know, so that one went to a one day, and that gave us one more day to have a, a an invitational. And that weekend was open for us, so I uh, got into that because there was a couple teams that uh, I'd like to see that we don't see before districts and or even state. So um, that was, uh, you know, a perfect uh, situation for us that we could pick up a tournament there that uh, that also helps us um, you know we're not just picking it up just to get the competition but it's also going to help us um, but otherwise you know a lot 
a lot of the stuff is similar, but uh, I, I can't guarantee what's going on with Lexington right now. Um, won't know until uh, probably January 1st. Um, I'm assuming I expect them to have the tournament, but uh, uh, at this point, there's no travel allowed or overnight stays allowed except for state competition uh, in any sport in our school districts. Uh, and so uh, at this point, if things don't change, uh, we may not be able to go out there um, because uh, even if we if, if we did travel and not stay overnight, we'd have to leave about 2 a.m. to make it there in time for weigh-ins, and that's cutting it close. So uh, if we can't do that, well, we should know by right, right around the 1st of January because that's when the school district decides you know what's what's next as far as for the next semester whether we can do these things these uh, overnight stays and all that uh, for sports and it's not just us it's all sports uh, and if that's not going to happen we might try putting something together uh, that weekend uh, with some other teams probably some type of duels triangulars or something like that but on that saturday maybe saturday morning thing to get in get some matches you know, com competition, but uh, it's just going to be an evolving year this year. Uh, we did pick up a freshman event just the other day. Um, I think January 11th, I believe that is. Uh, you know, and that's that's good to get that because some of our freshmen, uh, especially the beginners, won't be at that second spot on JV. And if they're limiting JV matches, you know, we need to find more JV matches. Um, you know, because it's very important to get those guys matches too for their development. And so it's just going to be an evolving thing. Um, probably the if you want to follow or the schedule, the, the probably the quickest updates uh, will come on if you go to our team's website, the BenningtonWrestling.com website, rather than Eastern Midlands. Uh, usually, Eastern Midlands is. Uh, the best place to go because that's what the school puts out but uh things change so fast and, and that uh who knows what'll happen and as far as when it'll get updated but uh we'll also let everybody know through email all the parents know that you know when we have changes and stuff but and obviously we'll talk about it every week on the podcast yeah more of a reason to listen in then and tune in right away <laughs> so um that's probably your best resource to go to. You should have led with the best resource is going to be the podcast. Okay. Every week all right. All right, Craigie. It. That's, that's the podcast. It's the best way to go. <laughs> um, that's about all I got on schedules, I guess, uh, that I could think of right now. It's just going to be fluid this year. Uh, right. Want to roll into to talking about the Bennington invite, or do you got anything else before that you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, we can talk about the Bennington invite. Uh, then we can get more into season stuff. Okay. But, uh, um, well, the good news is we have the invite uh, at this time and expecting to. Uh, it's only a week away, uh, less than a week away, actually. Um, and we haven't dropped any teams. We were kind of left with the option of uh, uh, kicking out some teams. Uh, or look at our limitations because, like I said earlier, um, are limited by the NSA uh, to 112 participants, which is eight teams. Well, we got 10 teams there, so if we're 
everybody's full, um, we're going to have too many participants uh, in it. But we looked at the last five years uh, because there are some teams that don't bring full uh, rosters. Um, the last five years, we've, we never went over 106. Uh, so we're kind of hoping to keep that, um, stay under that naturally without having to, to cut uh, wrestlers. If for any reason we do go over the 112 limit, uh, uh, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to tell each team that has uh, has 14 wrestlers, a full roster, they got to got to drop one guy. Um, they get to pick which one, one way class. Um, it, it's hard to do. It's terrible. I understand, but uh, it was either that or cut teams. Uh, and we decided that we're going to roll the dice because we haven't had that problem. We're going to keep the teams and and uh, hope that everything works out. Um, if not, we're, it, it's, it, we ha have to make that tough decision because it's not an option. Um, and hopefully that gets us to the right amount. And if not, we got to go to everybody 13 drops one uh, until we get to the right number. Yeah, and we won't have to drop any less than that or any more than that. Because right. that'll account for those teams after the 13. We go down to 12. Yeah. Another thing that stinks is we're not going to have fans in the stands this year. Um, like I said, we'll be streaming it. We'll have streams for each mat. So you'll be able to, you won't have to watch a broad view of the whole gym. You'll be able to see the, the mat that your wrestler's on. Um, the nice thing is uh, we'll have scoreboards on it, the, the streams. Um, you'll be able to follow brackets on track wrestling and click the, if you watch the little dashboard tiles, it'll have a video player, little camera icon on it. You can click on that. That'll take you to the streams as well. Or like I said, you can have it up on, you know, bankton.tv and shoot, have all three of them up if you want. But if you're watching on a big screen TV or something, you might have to find the, the Bennington TV YouTube page and flip between which stream you want to watch at a given time if you're watching it at home on a TV. But if you're on a computer, it's pretty pretty quick and easy to jump between. Yeah, we've been uh, streaming this for a while. So uh, on our own without you know the, the school, I know they started adding things on. And I know there's, uh, for the most part, you know, did a decent job with it. But there's some, you know, there's always, anytime you do something new, uh, there's always some glitches. And I know they went through some glitches earlier. Um, those are things we had about five, six years ago mm -hmm. when we started it. So we got things worked out. Um, you know, plus Craig's a professional at this. It's part of his job with flow wrestling. So, uh, any problems, email or call Craig or text <laughs> Craig when he'll, he'll get you fixed. I don't know about during the tournament. <laughs> Although if something's like total, if none of the streams are working and I don't know, the internet's not out. Well, I'll probably know the internet's out there. Yeah. We'll have other issues then. Yeah, and and he has all these screens up, and I'm assuming that's still the case. He has them up on a laptop up at the head table, and uh, so he'll know if something's going down about the time you will, um, you know, or maybe just a little bit after, because you might he might not be watching it directly, mm -hmm. maybe doing something else, but then catch it. But uh, so should be quality, uh, you know, view in there, uh, not the same as being there, and and. Uh, um, outside of the parents mostly and, and then the students there's probably no one feels worse about it than I do that that we can't have parents there um, you know because 
you know, that these are your kids and you want to be there. And I understand I, I'd be, you know, if mine were wrestling, I'd be in the same, same situation wanting to be there. Um, so, uh, you know, it's awful. Um, but that the choice we were given is that or no, no tournament at all. Yeah. Which is so many with teams coming from very different communities throughout. It's, it's not like a duel where it's one and one and we're able to easily say fans are on one side of the gym or the other with the, the intermixing that happens with the tournament. We, our options got limited real fast. Yeah. And you know, a lot of this is speculation on our part because we weren't in those discussions that we were just told this is what it is. Um, but it was also explained somewhat to me too. And, and uh, you know, I really don't like it, but I do understand what they're saying. Um, you know, also looking at 25% capacity, uh, you know, that, that's something that the school doesn't even have a say in. That's, that comes from down from the state, uh, you know, the governor. And, and so uh, capacity levels, we're, we're talking about athletes. When you talk about athletes, workers, uh, you know, and coaches, well, you know, once we get to that and if you add two people per athlete, uh, I think I was, started calculating it you know, we're probably getting into 400s of, of people in, in the uh, you know potentially in the gym and and so uh, um, I, I think we were uh, I mean, they were concerned that the capacity levels would be exceeded and and uh, and so we can't even do it um, basically what I've been told anything that's a triangular or less will be able to do two fans per athlete uh, Anything above we at Bennington that we're not going to be able to have fans. So uh, we do have our Badger duels. Now that could always change, you know, if, if things get better. But uh, but it's going to take a while before things get better. It looks like. But anyhow, um, all our home duels and triangles are, are good, so don't have to worry about that. Except for it's only again two fans per athlete, and again there's grandmas and grandpas and brothers and sisters that would love to come and. And, uh, um, you know, I, it's this whole COVID, COVID thing stinks and, and, uh, but it's what we got to deal with. Um, so Bennington invite, um, I think we covered everything there. It's, yeah, I don't think we need to cover anything. We're, you know, splitting up the teams and stuff like that, as far as keeping them, giving them separate warm up areas and stuff. So anybody that's concerned with, with the overlap and stuff, we're limiting that as much as possible. Everybody's got their own warm-up area. We're keeping the floor cleared so there's less crossover there. The athletes can go on, only go on the floor as they're basically coming up. So we're doing um, everything we can to to help keep everybody as as separate as possible, um, and then you know working with the administration and stuff on that to to come up with a plan that keeps everybody. Uh, as healthy as possible, I guess, and less chance of crossover, that sort of thing. Obviously, it's a full contact sport, so when the two guys are on the mat, they're on the mat going at it. So, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of procedures going into that and 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 stuff, and where kids can stand when they're on deck and and things like that. And we got all those logistics worked out, uh, or finalizing those things at this point. Um, and so. Uh, it's going to take a lot more setup than normal. Um, I'll send the emails out as what's going on as far as setup. Uh, unfortunately, we got a basketball game, a home game this year, which 
you know, nothing against the basketball game itself, but it, what that means is unfortunately we, we're going to be setting up after the game and it's going to be later than normal, normal. And we have more setup to do. Like Craig said, they have special warm up areas. We're going to be setting up mats in the auxiliary gym. We got going to set some up, uh, you know, in a wrestling room that normally we wouldn't have and old weight room and, and the, uh, dynamic room. And so there's going to be a lot of setup involved. We, we should be able to get some of that stuff done, during the game itself, um, uh, but uh, at the we all have to wait to the end of the game to get the main gym. So uh, we're going to need all the kids possible to be there uh, to help us out to set up. Um, and I'll send emails out on that later too, uh, in later in a week. Um, tear down, um, yeah, that's you know that's it, going to be interesting because normally we have all the JV there and uh, they're. They're not going to be allowed. I'm, I'm assuming, I guess, uh, I'm going to double check on that. But I'm assuming they're not going to be allowed to be there unless they're doing a specific job. Um, that uh, we won't have as many to help tear down. And with extra tear down, that's going to take us longer to, to clean up. So um, maybe it would be asking parents if they're willing to stick around and help out. Uh, that would be much appreciated for the tear down. So... Again, a lot of different things we got to do that, uh, you know, not normal years we don't. So I'm thinking that covers the Bainton invite now, or at least yeah, for I now. Mean, I mean, I usually, I mean, I guess we could dive into the teams there. Usually there's not too much. I guess uh, teams there with us are Auburn, Fort Calhoun, Boys Town, Mount Michael, Alcorn South, Aquinas, uh, Missouri Valley, Omaha Northwest, and Columbus. I don't know if there's anything you want to touch on that, those teams or if it's too soon in the season. Uh, no, it's too soon, and and uh, we have a lot to, to cover today. And <laughs> and most will be speculation anyhow. And right now, I, mean, I kind of have some ideas, but but uh, nothing worth diving into, I guess. All righty, then let's move on. What's, what's next on your list? Um, well, just a little bit about... I just want to cover a little bit about our season outlook, um, kind of what our team is like and, and stuff. Uh, we're still a fairly young team here. Uh, we only got two seniors uh, on our roster of, of 43. Um, and so we got a lot of young kids. We got a lot of a lot of kids ready to turn the corner, and that's kind of what we need. Uh, some of those uh, kids that are now sophomores and maybe even – uh, juniors uh, to, to turn a corner at the state level uh, to help us uh, if we want to be state champs this year. But, uh, you know, I'm pretty excited about what we have. Um, you know, just concerned about how things are going, whether we can get the practices in, get develop people like we could. It's been some challenges in off offseason. Uh, definitely some big challenges there to get kids ready like we normally have in the past. Um, you know, but in the end, there might be some good things that come out of it. We did some things different this year that, uh, if we do some of the things we've done in the past and make the changes we have, I, I think we, in the long run, we, we may even, uh, be better off. But, uh, for now, I mean, this season alone, um, you know, that's, you know, one thing it's, it's going to be real important is to stay healthy. Um, you know, and whether, 
what what side of the fence you are on politically with this thing. Uh, you know, I'm not going to get into that and worry about that. Um, you know, I, I understand both sides, uh, both sides of it, um, but it doesn't matter what side you're on. The facts are, um, you know, that, that COVID is real. Uh, and if, if someone tests as positive, uh, you know, there is no question what you can do. Uh, they are out. Um, and, and that's, that's definitely no question. Um, it also can affect whether uh, some of our kids can, can uh, uh, that aren't tested positive that we're with them, depends on the situations. Uh, they may be sitting out two weeks. And we already had some of that where uh, kids are missing two weeks of practice because uh, you know they were, they were close to someone at lunch uh, that ended up testing positive or, or a family member or a friend. Uh, and even though they didn't test positive, they're, they're having to sit out. Um, you know, we've sent some homework out to people for this week. Those are some things we will ask kids to do that are out, uh, that are not sick, uh, or if the ones that are sick and, and, uh, or test positive, but they're still feel good, want to do some type of workouts that'll help a little bit, but, um, but in the end, we got to stay healthy if we we want to be successful as a team, and got to find a way. Uh, you know, I can't encourage enough wearing the masks and and properly too, covering the nose and mouth and everything. And and uh, um, you know, I uh, I know it's not popular everybody, but uh, it's you know it's not a mandate. It's in from from coming from us or anything like that. It's just hey, it's a choice. It's a choice. Do we have do we want to wrestle? Do we want to have a season? Um, that's what it's got to be. And, and, and for our guys, too, um, we're doing everything we can in the room. And I've already posted out those in emails and, and talked about a parents' meeting, the things we're doing. Um, we probably have the one, one of the most, if not the most, sanitary room in the, in the, the building um, based off what we're doing. Not, I mean, not necessarily I wouldn't eat off the mat. Don't mean anything wrong. <laughs> The kitchen, I'm sure, is very sanitary, but but as far as our air filtration in there and and the, the disinfecting we do and things like that, um, and and also uh, screening, trying to keep the the potential illnesses out. And, and one thing that really stinks too is somebody may have symptoms of a cold, but those are all it may be also symptoms of COVID that uh, they may have to sit out or get tested before they can come in and. Uh, those aren't always decisions I can make. It's, you know, we have a questionnaire, and if, if it flags a red flag, i got to send them to the trainer, and they, they decide what, the, what they can do. And, and uh, so a lot of hoops and things to jump over to, to, to stay healthy, but most important thing is, is make good decisions, you know, you know, and it's not just the kids, but hopefully it, it, it families and all that that try to stay in healthy situations, and I, I know it's not fun. Um, but it's what we got to do to have a season. Otherwise, if we can't control it in our program, um, you know, then, then guys are going to be sitting out and we're going to pretty much lose the season. So do everything we can. It's a choice, not a mandate. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I'm doing the same thing. I know it's, uh, you know, my, my thoughts were a lot different a month ago than they are right now, but right now it's, uh, Make sure to stay healthy. That's the important thing. 
Um, also, things about uh, the, our season outlook, too. Uh, we have some very competitive weights. We got some guys that are, uh, you know, we got some young guys coming in that are that are very good. We got some guys who are very good. We're in JV last year that uh, will be competing for spots this year. And, um, you know, I, I really think that uh, uh, we're going to have some very competitive wrestle-offs uh, throughout the season. Um and the one thing I, I always tell guys is, if you even if you lose that first wrestle off, work hard. We keep working hard. Um, you know, we have multiple wrestle offs throughout the season, and and the person who wins the last one is the one who wrestles the districts and state. And that's uh, happened before, where guys have gone back and forth. Or I can remember a few specific examples where guys were JV all year long and kept battling, kept closing that gap and closing that gap, and come the last wrestle off, you know, won the two out of three and varsity for the rest of the, that last two competitions of the year. So. Yeah, and, and you know, that hasn't been a lot of them, but it, it has happened, and especially in close matches and. Um, you know, and it also comes down to work ethic. Yep. Uh, you work hard. Wrestling's a sport that uh, probably more than any other sport, your work ethic really determines uh, your uh, ultimate results because, um, you know, you you earn it. You win a wrestle-off, you earn it. Uh, you know, you, you probably compare it to track, same thing. You run faster than the other guy, you, you get to go. You know, you're the varsity guy, but wrestling, you beat him, you're the varsity guy. And, you know, in other sports, and it's no knock on them. It, it's I'm glad I'm not coaching those because that's tough. Because uh, you have a guy that could outwork the starter, but they got to probably prove it a little extra because it's hard to take out a varsity guy uh, that's been varsity all year because one guy um, you're not sure whether he passed him up or not, and, and it's pretty cut and dry at the wrestling. Um, you know, you talked about that. Uh, work all hard all year i got one great example i won't mention names it, it, it happened that way it was a senior going up against a really actually a younger very talented individual and and the talented individual beat the senior out early in the year by by about eight points mm-hmm. uh and every wrestle off it seemed to get closer and closer and, and that younger kid was you know young and didn't understand the, the work ethic that involved uh you know, he learned later on and <laughs> learned a lesson that year too about it. And the vars- the, the senior, he, he knew about it. He, he knew we preached it for years and he understood. He busted his butt every day in practice and got better and better. And he, each one got closer and closer. And the last wrestle off of the year, and and he won fair and square. Uh, you know, and he, he won them both. And that's, that's how it goes. So, um, you know, I, I, we're going to have very competitive weights this year. So um, hope guys don't get discouraged if they don't win the first one. And, and you know, something else that's even adds to the challenge is, is this COVID that we got guys that have been sitting out for two weeks and they're going to be way out of shape, but they might be able to be VART. They might be the best guy in the spot, but they might lose because they're not in shape because the other guys are in shape. Um, they just need to come back, work hard, get, get in shape and, and, win the next one or it could happen mid-season where someone has to sit out two weeks and they end up losing their spot because they're out of shape you know they lose conditioning that those two weeks and um but you know got to come back and win the next one so um don't worry if you lose the first one it's just so many things could happen this year 
But uh, the good thing is we got some competitive weights. We got some depth that will help us in that area throughout the season and, and uh, hopefully be all right uh, as we go. Um, real quick, we got again, we have two girls this year that came out. Uh, we had up to seven show interest. Um, and, and really, in the past, I'd say five or six years, I've probably had close to 15 to 20 girls, I would say, that have come to me at some point and, and, and shown some kind of interest in wrestling. But they would always not come out for whatever reason. Uh, I think it's one of those hurdles that things were, once they start, it'll start taking off. Uh, you know, and in the past, it, the there was no girls wrestling. Uh, it was only boys events we were going to, so they'd have to wrestle boys. Well, now we have girls events. We we do have a schedule with, with girls events that they are going to go wrestle girls tournaments. Uh, we get to a duel. They... They're going to wrestle, you know, if, if there's a duel, if the other team has a girl, we'll wrestle them. If they don't, we won't. Uh, you know, so uh, I think that's the difference this year, That why we got a couple out, but we still did have seven show interest. Um, but uh, we ended up with two, um, you know, and so I, I think that's the thing that gets things started. And next year we'll see more and more and, and – uh, we are putting an emphasis on their success as much as the boys, and that's why I designate you, as Craig, as a coach here uh, of the girls because uh, we don't have an official girls coach yet. Uh, we put a proposal in for that, and hopefully that passes. Um, if it doesn't, I don't know how we're going to be able to do some of these things without it passing. It's going to be very, very tough uh, when we got three events going on and only three paid coaches. So... Hopefully that extra coach gets through, and, and, and otherwise, boy, it's going to be real tough to make things work like they should. And it'll be tough this year too, but we'll make it work. Um, but uh, um, anyhow, you want to add anything with the girls there? No, no nothing you haven't already said. Um, yeah, we've got, I think, six events on the schedule right now. Um, I think there was a seventh that we were looking at potentially. One got shifted that we couldn't go to, um, and then, like you said, as far as duels with with other teams, you know, there's potentials just like there's potential JV matches. There's potential girls only matches in those duels. So, lots of opportunities coming fast. Girls wrestling is the fastest growing sport in the country. Um, you know, if you know someone who's even, you know, might even be considering it for the future, there's even, there's a lot of colleges adding it like crazy. So there's college opportunities. Um, and, and the nice thing in the state, uh, recognizes it as a, an emerging sport. Um, so while there's not the NSA state championship at the CHI, um, there's a potential for that to happen in the next few years. Um, there's a, the coaches association sponsors, a state tournament for the girls um, out in New York at the uh, end of January. Um, yeah, I'd, I mean, really the entire state, minus a few who got a, an early jump on things um, in, in the past, everybody's kind of at the same point right now where it's just starting to grow. And um, so there's a lot of opportunity. You know, you're not going to have 
is not A, B, C, D. It's it's pretty much everybody in the state. So those opportunities are going to grow before they start splitting off the classes. So yeah, it's it's only going to grow from here. Yeah, as far as you touched on the schedule a little bit, we do have a set schedule already. It's confirmed. Um, but it, like the boys, that's kind of fluid too as we go. Uh, there's a possibility we might get some more on we've checked into, trying to get into, and, and there's also the possibility that things either get canceled or, or altered because uh, one tournament did get altered that we weren't able to go to uh, simply because we didn't have enough. They, they only accepted girl, uh, minimum of seven girls on a team, and so we didn't have that. But that'll uh, change. And, and then one real quick uh, thing on the uh, emerging sports status uh, with the NSA. What, what that means is um, they are looking into it. And any time in the next three years, they could make it a fully sanctioned sport, which, like Craig said, that the NSA would then have a state tournament. It would go from the NSWCA, which is a coaches association, state tournament over to the NSA state tournament. And most likely at the same time as the boys and, you know, all those logistics we're worried about when that happens. Um, but uh, history has shown when other states have has added girls sports like this, uh, the numbers have taken off. Um, and I've already noticed um, in other teams that I've heard from and whatever uh, that they're similar to us where there's, there's schools adding, you know, two, three girls onto their team that they never had before. And 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 so I expect uh, numbers to grow this year. There's approximately 200 girls last year wrestling in the state. I expect that number to go up um, and and continue to grow. And based off history in other states, uh, you know, that uh, the numbers could take off. Um, one other thing with the emergency sports status um what happens if it becomes a fully sanctioned sport? The girls at that point cannot compete on the boys' team at all. Uh, they can't compete for varsity or anything. They have their own team, uh, just like boys' basketball and girls' basketball. Uh, right now, as the emerging sport, uh, we don't, we're not going to force any girls to wrestle the boys or wrestle off a spot. But right now, if they chose to and they wanted to wrestle off for a, a, a the varsity spot, they can wrestle off and challenge for that varsity spot. So, uh, you know, the next two, you know, three years or whatever before it goes fully sanctioned, uh, that's a possibility. Girls can still challenge for a varsity boys spot, and, and they'll wrestle all the boys' events if they want to. Um, we're, we're doing our best to make everybody, make sure they have their, oppor- girls have their opportunities for their own invites, um, but... Still, that other options there if they choose. Um, so that's really good about girls. Uh, you got anything else you got, Craig? I mean, I, I do. If you don't, uh, at this point, it's our normal everything outside of the competition <laughs> stuff. So general convo info, that sort of stuff. So whatever's on your list, we'll just keep rolling down that list before we wrap it up. Uh, there's one thing I forgot to mention. I wanted to mention. Uh, real quick, when we talk about fan limitations, I've been checking around what others are doing. Um, you know, there's a lot of people are waiting to make the decision. Uh, the first tournaments of the year are the ones that are kind of like us. I I did hear of a, another tournament that's has no fans in the stands, just like us. 
um, you know, for their invite. And and it sounds like other schools are their policies are going to be pretty similar. Uh, so that's something to be aware of. That uh, it just and a lot of it will depend on the size of the facility and and capacity levels and how many teams. Uh, you know, like a boys' town next the following week. I'm I'm hoping that the size of their facility that they could spread mats out and they could spread the fans out and they might be able to have fans in the stands. Um, and I think, uh, uh, well, I know the fracas is trying to do that. There's, they're taking it to different high school gyms and they got like four high school gyms and, uh, there's, there are less teams this year than normal. Um, but there's, they're spreading things out and hopefully they haven't announced their fan attendance yet, but hopefully that means there's gonna be fans there. Um, you know, I don't, you know, when we get to like Waverly with the EMC duels, that's, I, I don't know. And uh, Skyler, the same thing. Those are uh, going to be some interesting situations that we don't know yet. And we won't know to that time. But uh, we're not the only ones going to be doing this. It's it's going to be across the board. And, and again, there's, I know that really stinks for parents and uh, outside of you parents and kids. I There's no one feels worse about it than than I do, but we'll, we'll do our best to, to make sure they're streaming and whatever else um, for you. Uh, way things, I don't know, it, the streaming, no, it, that we have no idea because there's so many different gyms and and what access they have, what we could do. So Yeah, I mean, even if they, if they don't, there's a chance that, you know, we can stream over a cell phone place on the mind. I think we did that. We've done that a couple times now where we've been able to stream over cell service and hopefully not eat up too much data. Uh, I welcome any uh, beef jerky or anything else uh, to help offset the costs of the, the data plan to stream those away ones if we have to. But, uh, yeah, we'll do whatever we can or get the links out that the other schools provide, everything like that. So tournaments might be more difficult to do that at because – We'll have limited, uh, you know, when there's four mats going or three mats going, it's hard to get all three at an away place. But and another thing that'll help a little bit is, I mean, it's not much, but at least you have a chance to see the match. We we do record you know, as many varsity matches as we can on huddle. Uh, the only time we don't record a match is we have only one camera to record. If there's two guys wrestling at the same time in a tournament. Um, you know, it's usually the first one up is the one getting recorded, and then they go to the next match, uh, unless there's a special match we have. But we do record them on huddle, and and that's generally for us coaches and and to go over with the athletes their techniques and all that. But there's no reason why uh, parents can't watch those matches too. Uh, the kids have all all of them have access to that. Uh, just ask them to see their matches if you want to, and uh, and if they say they don't have access. Uh, they need to talk to me because I, I give them all access. They just probably don't understand how to how to do it. But they should have all received email, and I know most of them had responded, but I do know there's a few that didn't respond to their huddle uh, and and probably should. Um, but, uh, you know, those are some things uh, you could do there. I um, guess I talked about that more than I expected there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to just kind of go over and, and class B, um, I need to pull it up here. Just what's going on. I know we've already gone on for a long time. I don't know how, you know, if you have the time on how far we've gone. I 
try to keep it reasonable. We're just over an hour right now. Yeah, that's not too bad. We're We've gonna... done long, longer than that before, and you know, a lot to cover to start the season off. So, haven't broken any records yet, but not yet. <laughs> um, just to kind of go over some of the Class B things I see out there. Um, you know, one thing I'm been asked to be the the raider for the NSWCA again this year for Class B. So, I've been asking coaches for the input information or send me the rosters and where kids are going to be at and any newcomers and all that kind of stuff. And, and most coaches are pretty good about sending the information. It's, um, I mean, it's not going to be a secret when they start wrestling, where they're going to be at. And, um, and some coaches like to brag about their kids too. So, uh, nothing wrong with that. And it gives me an idea, at least a heads up of where things are at and where the teams are. And, and, uh, you know, I kind of got a system where I, I rank all the kids and then I appoint system how they do at state. Like if they're ranked number one, they'll get 26 points, even though potentially they can get 30. Um, you know, and, and, and down the line, uh, how, depends on how they do it. Even, even I rank them through 12 places because uh, even the guy who uh, goes uh, one and two, he's going to score some points for a team. Uh, so if you get a bunch of guys winning one or two matches that don't place, you, that's, you know, like a state medalist sometimes. Uh, so in the end, what that does gives me a point system to determine our rankings. And um, the first official rankings should be coming out next week, uh, at least for NSWCA. And I know that Husker Matt has some rankings. Uh, their Class A came out to, today, and B will be very soon. Probably tomorrow, I, I assume there he'll post them out one per day and and there's other another ranking service the any wrestle that i expect those to be coming out this week too but uh i guess i'll give you right down my top 10 and and uh obviously these are very very early um and uh things can change uh but uh, right now if if beatrice is 100 percent healthy they're number one uh, they do have one kid I know that they're concerned about whether he'll be able to wrestle this year or not. But if he comes back, uh, he's he's tough. Um, and uh, they got the, the firepower to, to win it. Uh, if they don't get that one guy back, that drops them down at least three spots so or two spots. But uh, got them number one, gearing number two. Uh, they do have the most returning state points uh, coming back. So that's not a surprise. Um and they got a little bit of help coming in, but not a lot. Um, you know, and Beatrice, they got some good help coming in. Plus, they had some really good wrestlers last year. And, uh, you had some injury things that kind of hurt them in the end, but they were still, I believe, a top ten team last year. But they're gonna they're they're gonna be tough if they're healthy. Uh, Broken Bow coming up from Class C, uh, you know, returns a lot of quality. They also picked up a couple wrestlers from another class. Uh, D team, the high state medalist, um, you know, they actually have the second most returning state points. You count all their state points. Um, I got them at three. Um, and so they're going to be tough. And then uh, Aurora uh, coming in at number four, uh, you know, they, <laughs> they they could have three state champs if, if things go the way they, you know, they kind of have some guys that fall in some weights that uh, that gives them a little bit of a break in a way. I I mean, 
that uh, weight classes were people separated. And one thing about this early ratings is uh, there's a couple weight classes that are just deep, you know, that have seven or eight returning state medalists, and then the next one to them only has uh, like four. Uh, you, you might see some people switch, and, and this happens every year, and I, I saw it last year when I did the ratings too where uh, a bunch of guys were grouped in one weight class, but the next weight class up was – was pretty thin on on state medalists and and kids saw that after the season started going and so uh, you had kids move up and move around and and uh, you know so that may all happen and and things will change but as of right now what coaches sent me this is kind of the way it's going um, but Aurora uh, you know you know they they got some kids that can fall into right places and have three state champs and they have enough uh, other uh, quality wrestlers to to help them to number four and i got us at number five and um you know and a lot of it is because of our youth uh and and we're falling kind of in some of those tougher weight classes we 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 didn't get the breaks on on those weight classes so um hopefully uh, but i also believe we have some spots that we you know and some of these two i'm i'm rating based off of past history you know what guys did last year and, and what's coming in so i'm trying to be as objective as i can but i also believe that we have a couple spots where uh you know a guy might be jv behind the stud and he comes out nobody's going to know about him and he's going to uh, you know shock the state but i can't rate him that way until until they prove it and we got some young kids in the same thing you know some freshmen that you know they got to prove it on the mat first and and once we do that um you know the most important things at the end so but trying to be as fair and objective as i can unfortunately that's where i got i was hoping to be a lot higher um but ratings don't matter it's where you finish at the end so uh, we got our work cut out for us to to climb to the top but also looking at the points we the system that i have um you know the climb to the top is going to be a challenge but it's not unreachable so um, you know, hopefully, uh, that'll help motivate our guys too to keep working hard and, and everything works out. Number six comes Ralston. Um, I know if you look at our Badger duels, you're kind of wondering what. Well, they got some quality individuals that uh, can do very well, and they actually were a top ten team last year too. And and they had uh, they were tied with us as far as returning state points. So. Uh, um, you know they're they're a quality team and and they're they're expecting to do well and and I think they will be a, definitely a top ten team. Uh, we got Blair coming in at number seven, um, and really from number five all the way to number ten, I, there's not a lot of separation in points. Uh, boy, if if we have a bad state tournament, we could drop all the way down to number ten, or maybe even out of the ratings. So, or to go back to the staying healthy during the season piece. Exactly. Anything can happen that last week or two of the of the season with with health and and stuff. So, more even more of a reason to stay healthy. I mean, it, it always is one thing we talk about: staying healthy, getting your flu shot, that sort of thing. But holy cow, this year could be even more wild than normal. Right, and and that's going to affect teams too, as far as conditioning and stuff like that. That guys who could be really good that may have been out for a week or so and and at the wrong time, and and even though they're qualifying the state, they might not be as fresh or, or it might not be as in shape as they need to be, and 
and timing may be off, and there's all kinds of things going on that. So, correct health is going to be is it healthy. It might be who's the healthiest might win the state tournament. So that's what happened like six years ago. Yeah, it it happens once in a while. This is probably the far more <laughs> <laughs> obvious, but so I got Blair at number seven. Uh, next comes Pierce. Uh, they got a lot of young kids. Uh, they got a young coach there doing a. a an excellent job. They just come off a football state championship and and C one, and so they got athletes there, and and uh, um, you know they're, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. They were state dual runner up last year, um, you know. So they got some quality kids. They they end up not doing very well at the individual tournament, and I, I think a lot of that, I, I think that came to show in their youth. Uh, they were fairly young in some weights, and and dual tournament. Is different than state tournament and especially the atmosphere and everything uh you know some of those young kids sometimes uh, don't perform as well under those circumstances and i, I think that kind of happened to them and uh but they're number eight um got waverly coming in at, at number nine uh they got some good young kids coming in uh, they had some injuries last year that really hurt them uh, i thought they were a top 10 team last year but but uh, injuries really decimated them last year, and, and and then they also got some good good young kids coming in, good freshmen that they think could challenge for state medals. So, uh, you know, they're going to be tough. Um, you know, you know, looking at our conference, you, know, you we got three teams in the top uh, top ten there, and, you know, and uh, even though our conference is not big, there's going to be some some very tough teams. Um, then after Waverly, the number ten team comes in. Ogallala comes in at number ten, and so that's where I I got the preseason top ten unofficial ratings. That may change. I'm also doing the ratings with another coach that I'm going to send them to him, and you know, we've already been having emails back and forth, so I think they're pretty close to being done. But uh, he may suggest a few things that might change things around, but. Uh, um, this gives you an idea where some of the top teams are, uh, or what the top teams are in, in Class B, and and so um, I don't know. Kind of an exciting year. We I think we have a chance to make a run for the state title, but uh, we do have th- some hurdles to overcome and 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 some development yet to to happen for us to get there. Um, like I said, we're a very young team um, with two seniors only, but. Uh, uh, you know, I'd rather not wait to next year to to win state. I'd rather do it this year and next year. And um, I felt that as dual team, I I, I felt that uh, across the board we our quality uh, we we are probably a better built as a dual team. Um, so I was real disappointed that state duels were canceled. I I felt that uh, um, we we were probably would be the favorite to win win that state tournament, but. Uh, um, it is what it is, and, um, and and for those who don't know why it was dropped, I guess I'd explain it um, because of limitations and things, and uh, the uh, the dual the the uh, district tournament um, with twelve teams would go over the hundred and twelve uh, maximum that we talked about earlier for tournaments. So in order to run the district tournaments, they had to split them into what we call sub districts. Uh, we're going to take six teams, and and so they had to find a date, and they had to put it the week earlier, which is the weekend of the state duels. 
so instead of having the state duels, they had the sub-districts. Uh, so they eliminated one of our state tournaments, and and uh, you know in reality, if they're going to eliminate one, this is they they made the right choice, even though it, it hurts us more than anybody else. But uh, uh, so the sub districts, you'll have six teams in Class B. We wrestle in Nebraska City. Top four out of there will qualify onto the district tournament, uh, and so that'll be two sub districts will come into one district tournament. That'll be eight teams. Uh, or not eight teams, sorry. It's still the 12 teams, but eight wrestlers per weight, which is right at 112 exactly. Uh, then the top four qualify out of there. Um, ultimately, it shouldn't make a lot of difference. Um, I know the first thought somebody says, well, what if all the tough kids are in one sub-district? Well, if if the four best kids or even the five or six best kids are in one sub-district, uh, it really doesn't matter because the top four are going to, move on to the district tournament then it'll be a lot easier district tournament for them they should all four should move on from that too um so it it shouldn't make a lot of difference it you know and of course there's always chance of making mistakes somewhere but uh uh you know i'm not too concerned about that i, I think they they'll split them pretty well that sub districts won't you know uh, i i think all the the best kids will get through the sub districts uh, then, then districts will be a challenge, just like always. You know, it'll be eight best guys to be going, and and uh, uh, you got to win that. So, well, you mentioned sub districts for us will be at Nebraska City, um, and then districts for us are at Skyler. Yep, that, so that's we'll go to Skyler a couple times this year. So yeah, at least going to Skyler invite, you got, we become a little bit familiar with the place. That that helps too. Some, you know. Last time we were had districts at Skyler, I think we're half a point from Nebraska. Oh, those are bad. No, no, no. That's <laughs> oh. so we gotta reverse that. I, I think I'm having nightmares now, Craig. After that, um. <laughs> gotta come in with some revenge, pull you know, unfinished business, something like that with the su- districts at Skyler. <laughs> yeah, just a quick story on that. That's uh, uh, we were um, that was back in I think tw- 2010. We were just. Is only our second year in Class B, and and Scott was in the middle of their dominance, and no one, no one was coming close to them, and and uh, district tournament we lost to them by half a half a point, um, you know, and and uh, they had to pin their last match to do it, and they and they got it done. Their heavyweight got a pin, and and there were different places where we could have got some. You know, one kid was injured. At, in practice a couple of days before districts and didn't make it through he, he you know he tried hard but he didn't make it through and and you know a place where we were up by eight points and gonna get bonus points and and extra one extra bonus point and he gave up the escape late that lost us a bonus point and i mean that bonus point could have won it and i mean it just all over the place where you you look back at that and uh, just about anywhere you could have done something that would have won that and and, and you know, and at that time, uh, beating Scut. I mean, I know we beat him last year in districts, but at that time, beating Scut was was like climbing a Mount Rushmore, you know. And, and in fact, I had coaches saying that they were watching our district results from their own district tournament because <laughs> you know they could see we were neck and neck with them, and no one challenged Scut in like ten years or, or more. And uh, we were we gave them all they could handle and. Just fell short, so 
Yeah, now I'm having nightmares, Craig. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. (laughs) Anyhow, um, I don't really have anything else on on that um, or anything. I mean, as far as our individual kids, I'm not going to get into that right now until after next weekend. We'll talk about that, you know. I told her already what I thought about our team. I'm real excited. We're young. We we got some guys who are, are, are got some ability. We got some guys that uh, uh, need to you know if they develop, we can be really good. If if they don't, you know, well, you know we can finish anywhere from fifth to to tenth or or worse. So um, looking forward to this year. Going to be a lot of challenges. Already we have and yeah. and will be. All right, I guess we'll wrap it up. Tune in next week. We'll recap Bennington Invite. Uh, we'll preview um, a little bit of JV with the Elkhorn South, Fremont Triangular, and the Fort Calhoun Invite, as well as preview the, the Boys Town Invite for the varsity. So and until next week, we'll see you.